From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Screeners Podcast. This is Melody. And Chad. This is Chris. And we are back again this week to talk all things media. Before we get started, we just want to remind you guys that we do love to hear from you. So if you want to leave us a comment, you can go to our website, which is screenerspodcast.com, or you can find us on Facebook at Screeners Podcast. So there's no excuse. Get a hold of us. Let us know your feedback on the show because we do love to hear from you. So this week, instead of doing our regular jump cut segment, we're going to talk a little bit about some things that we've been watching or reading or playing. So, Chad, can you tell us uh, what you have been indulging in media lately? Yeah, absolutely. And I know I sound a little strange tonight. I'm actually at a conference, and so I forgot to pack my mic, so I'm using my onboard mic on my my MacBook Pro. But I have, in the last couple of weeks, caught up on a couple of things, one of which I think you guys were on board with all the way through, and that's the most recent season, season four of Game of Thrones. Yes. And so I, with that show in particular, I kind of wait until it's over, or at least until it's like the penultimate episode because that's historically <laughs> where all the madness happens and then Indeed. i and then i try to uh try to catch up so i just i watched it in about three days and i have to say it is my favorite uh season so far i absolutely loved it i, I think that it was easier to understand not that it's difficult but the, the the through lines were very clear all of them were interesting the acting was phenomenal i thought the production value was uh, very strong this year. It looked really, yeah. really awesome. Uh, the dragons that, were spectacular. The, 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 the battle at the uh, at the wall is amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. All the all the stuff where maybe in some of the earlier seasons it kind of looked a little TV ish. I never really yep. got mm-hmm. any of that this time. And of course, as is the custom in my house, any time that I was watching it when Laura came in, there was gratuitous nudity. And so uh, <laughs> that just seems to be the curse, but but it was uh, I yeah. loved it, guys. It was my favorite, my favorite, favorite season yet. Um, and I haven't read any of the books, so for me, it's all new and it's all a surprise and just some shocking stuff. What did you guys think about this season? I thought it was fantastic, and and you know, again, I'm not uh, familiar enough with the books other than just kind of what some of my friends catch me up on and listening to uh, the Cast of Kings podcast. Other than that. I'm not familiar with going on in the book universe, but there are some really great moments. I felt like this season in particular was less dour, uh, dour, is that a word? Less uh, sad than most other uh, seasons. Normally it leaves you with this sense of like dread and like foreboding, but I felt like the way that they ended it, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but you know, there's a scene with a ship uh, sailing off into a, a new land. There's, um, you know, somebody getting revenge. There's, you know, it seems like everybody is a little bit better than they were than well, you not know, normally. They except for all the people yeah. that were murdered. <laughs> the dead people. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. But I, I still feel like the battles were over. You know, there wasn't anything major that I thought. Anyway, there, there's a lot going on, but I still felt like it left us in a better place than normally they do. Yeah, I, I loved this season too. I've loved every season. Um, this one being no exception. I think that. A lot of times in Game of Thrones, it does feel like everything is just a build up to the last episode or two. And I don't think the season was very different in that respect. I think that each episode was good, but the last two were definitely fantastic. Just so full of goodness. I really would like to watch both of them again. But especially the last episode this season was 
was I think Chris is right. It's a little bit less dire and a little bit um just exciting. Like I'm I can't wait for the next season. So yeah, and I I'm not caught up with I've I've read only two of the books. So I'm in uncharted territory as well now, but I will keep going forward in it for sure. I agree wholeheartedly that the the final the final episodes of previous seasons have felt very, like a lot of exposition to essentially prime us for the upcoming season where yeah. that certainly happened in this case as well, but it also felt like a complete episode. Um, and one thing there were a lot of payoffs. There were a lot of payoffs. There were a lot of payoffs. And one thing that I'll disagree with you just a little bit about Melody, because overall I think you're right, is that there were some major happenings to characters in like the second and third episodes early in the season where that normally yeah. doesn't happen. And so, and because I thought there were some big character moments that happened um, around some characters that have been polarizing early in this season <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trying not to spoil anything but I but I really did I love the pacing and I thought there were a lot of big pay, like Chris said there were a lot of big payoffs throughout this whole season um, yeah, and for somebody for sure. that hasn't read the books you know people that re- read the books I'm sure are just like well yeah but if you have no idea what's coming I thought that it did a really good job of, of keeping it going but anyway um, a couple other things real quick uh, so we can jump to you guys I've also been watching Orange is the New Black have you guys ever watched that show on Netflix you know, I watched the very first episode and nothing about it intrigued me to watch the second episode. Mm-hmm. Should I continue yeah. to watch? You know, the thing is, is it starts off as one thing and it kind of, or it, it seems as if it's one kind of thing. And then the more you watch, you realize that it's more about it. And I've heard it compared to Lost and without the supernatural aspect. And that's really kind of true because these people are confined in this one place and as the story goes on and on and on, the the prison that they're in really is just a framework, and you begin to see their backstories of their lives. And it has huh. a lot of colorful characters. And I'm on episode 7 of 13 of season 2, and season 2 is even stronger than season 1. It's really, really great. I don't know. Huh. It, I mean, it's just a good character drama. It's funny. It's It's got a lot of... It's just got a lot of good writing. It's just it's just very good. So if you like character stuff, then, um, you know, you're going to probably want to see it just very much like Transformers. It's got a lot of good character stuff, but we'll get to yes! that later. Yes! <laughs> yes! But, uh, but anyway, yeah, so I, I would think you should you should give it a shot. If you can power through the first couple of episodes, Chris, I think it really starts to, to open up. Uh, I've and, heard a lot of good things about it, so yeah. I may I may have to do that. I've yeah. been hearing a lot about it just the last few weeks. So yeah, it's really, really, it's really very well done. And then finally, I've been flying a lot for for uh, work lately, and so I've been renting a lot of movies. And I tried to find I had a short flight the other day, so I was looking for something that I could find that wasn't going to have a short runtime. Uh, but that I also was interested in. And what I found was Wes Anderson's The Grand Budapest Hotel. Now, mm. this is a movie that, Chris, I don't think you would ever watch off of the trailer. Like, you would see this trailer and be like, no. <laughs> I already have. Already have. Already agreed, right? And so, and, and Wes Anderson, for sure, you either kind of love him or hate him. There's not a lot of middle ground. I kind of fall towards the I kind of like him. But this movie was fantastic. It was really funny. It's almost like just a straight-up old-school comedy. It's just really, huh. it's really, really funny and really quirky and clever. Whereas some of his other stuff is is, it's very off-putting, um, and it's hard to kind of to wrap your arms around. But if you get a chance to see it, it's only about an hour and a half. It's got some really good performances, and it's actually actually really very funny. So anyway, that's what I've been watching. Uh, what about you guys? Nice. 
Awesome. Well, I have very little to contribute to this conversation because I haven't watched much except for Game of Thrones. So, but I know Chris has a couple things to talk about. What about you, Chris? Uh, yeah. So I've been watching a couple of new summer shows that have come out over the last few weeks. Uh, and the first one I'll talk about is probably one that is more or less interesting just because I like the subject matter. And that is a show on sci-fi called Dominion. Have you heard about this, Chad? I have not, no, but I'm interested. This is uh, about a, in a world where God disappears and the angels come to earth to punish mankind uh, and pretty much wipe out all of earth except for a little small group of uh, survivors that actually live in Las Vegas and are protected by the archangel Michael, uh, and the wow. rest of the rest of <laughs> I know it's crazy. The rest of the angel armies are kind of against Michael, but he's pretty powerful, so he's able to kind of hold off the rest of the angel angel armies. But it actually it sounded silly when I first saw it. I was like, oh Lord, sci-fi again. Here we go on this really. But it's actually the, the first episode at least, and that's all I've really seen. I've seen the first episode and then the half of this episode two. Uh, but the first episode, the pilot is really quite. good. Good. I was very impressed oh. with um, with where they go with it. You know, some of the characters and just ideas. But I'm really interested in, in spiritual warfare anyway. And so for me, this subject matter was very interesting. But it was actually quite well done, and I liked it a lot. So if you're interested in those kinds of things, science fiction, angels, uh, war in heaven, that kind of stuff, Dominion may be right up your alley. Um, wow, and that it's sounds a, very cool. It is. It is. And, you know, watch a trailer and I think you'll you'll like it. Sci-Fi has it on their website. You can download it and watch it for free or whatever. Not download it, but stream it and watch it. And then my other show that I'm going to mention um, is AMC has a new show called Halt and Catch Fire. Have you heard of this? Hmm. No. Halt and Catch Fire is... Um, it's, it takes place in the early 1980s during the PC revolution. Uh, it's about a small company in Texas that is trying to manufacture a PC that can go up against IBM. Uh, and it's all of this kind of old, early PC, like, does everybody want to have a PC in their homes? And we're not sure about this. And what would that look like? And it's just really... I love it uh, from a geek perspective and a lover of technology. I mean, they're always talking about, you know, like uh, what Steve Jobs is doing out in, you know, Silicon Valley with Apple and what uh, some of these other companies are doing. And so, uh, but they're off in their own little corner, you know, in, in, in Texas trying to, you know, battle it out against IBM and um, Texas Instruments. And it's, uh, it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, it's, it's a good, it's a, it's more of a character driven type thing, uh, really well acted well written uh i could imagine this is going to get a pretty big following and uh maybe even win awards and that kind of stuff because wow. it's that kind of caliber of well, of show now that you say that i have seen some of the uh, ads uh and trailers for that show and that does it does look very interesting so i was curious if if anybody had seen it and what they thought so that's cool i i've enjoyed both of them i've been uh, i've been flying quite a bit as well and those are the I downloaded the first two episodes of Dominion and the first two episodes of Halt and Catch Fire and watched both of them over the last couple of days and have been impressed by both. So now, Was that before you sent me the email threatening me to watch Hannibal again? <laughs> yeah. Well, here's you the thing. were stalking us. I was it's just sad. about to say I, that, that was going to be my next follow-up is oh, that – the first, the first season of Hannibal is actually now available for streaming on uh, Amazon Prime. So if you have an Amazon Prime membership, 
the first full season of Hannibal is available. No longer do you have an excuse. You don't have yeah, to pay for it. So I don't do think that's what you sent to me in an email, Chris. I think it was more <laughs> along the lines of some sort of snooty article where somebody said it was better than True Detective, if I'm not yes. mistaken. Yes. Yeah, oh, I did send that one. to you. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. Did you read that article? Of course not, because I was insulted at the mere premise that it could be better than True Detective. <laughs> it actually it is. It. it is better than True Detective, and you should you watch that show. <laughs> I, you're gonna love it as soon as you, dude. You're gonna. You're, the the guy in the article said he's like, I could not wait. I could. I did not want to watch the show. I knew exactly what it was gonna be. It was gonna be really dumb, and you know, very much. I'm gonna know what is going and all this. And he said, I watched the first two episodes, and then I found myself, you know, a couple days later, having finished the second season, begging for more. All right. So. Well. You'll. You'll. I'm telling you, you're, you're gonna love it. And you have no excuse now. It's available. All right. All right. Do it. All right. Well, I think that gives us plenty of shows to catch up on. Uh, thank you guys for those suggestions. I think now that we have a double review for our main event. So we're going to go into that. Welcome to the main event. So for this week's main event, we have a double feature. And we're going to start with How to Train Your Dragon 2. Come on, bud. There's a whole other world of dragons out there. I bet you think you know a lot about dragons. Can I know you? No, but a mother never forgets. Every dragon has its secrets. I'll show them all to you. Did you know about this? That's your mother? Now you know where I get my dramatic flair. <laughs> He likes you. Wow. Something is coming. Something you've never faced before. What's down there? I alone control the dragons. Drago Bloodfist is a madman. I'll buddy his fist with my face if he tries to take my dragon. Don't worry, bud. I'm not gonna let anything happen to you. You have the heart of a chief. And the soul of a dragon. Cut them down! Dragon riders coming through! Yeah! We can't fly these things! They're babies! They don't listen to anyone! The IMDb for How to Train Your Dragon 2 says, When Hiccup and Toothless discover an ice cave that is home to hundreds of new wild dragons and the mysterious dragon rider, the two friends find themselves at the center of a battle to protect the peace. Now guys, I'm not sure what your relationship to the first How to Train Your Dragon was, but I know that for me personally, it was easily the surprise of that particular summer. Um, I, I typically see most of the animated releases. I wasn't familiar with the novels that the, this film was based on, but the previews looked interesting enough, so I went and saw it, and what happened in that theater was I was just blown away with the gorgeous visuals, the writing, the, the story, the fun, the sense of wonder, and so leading into How to Train Your Dragon 2, I was even more excited based on what had happened before. So my question to you guys is, what did you think about the first How to Train Your Dragon? And more importantly, did it live up to what was set with How to Train Your Dragon, the first one, with this sequel? It's got the same team, same writers, same directors, all the cast is back. What did you think? Let's start with you, Melody. 
Okay, well, I enjoyed the first one. Um, I don't see every single animated movie that comes out, but I try and see the bigger ones. And I did see that one in the theater, and I liked it. I, I don't think I liked it as much as you did, Chad. I don't have, like, uh, significant memories of my love for it. Um, but I remember enjoying it. As far as this one goes, I think it was, in my opinion, a step up, which is saying a lot because usually sequels aren't, and especially animated sequels, uh, frequently or not. So I really enjoyed How to Train Your Dragon 2. Um, and I think that the things that I didn't like as much about the first one, they kind of redeemed in this one because my problem with the first one was more a story problem in that I don't like all of these movies that make the parents seem like bumbling buffoons who are stupid and who destroy their children until the, the until the the child learns to just go out and pursue life on their own like uh, uh, that message can sometimes be too strong and for me in the first how to train your dragon that message was a little bit strong but in this one like that message was totally redeemed like to a better message and it kind of made me like the first one better um and as far as the the animation the voice acting the visuals are amazing we saw it in full IMAX 3D like the best theater that we know um, so that helps a lot to enjoy the, the theater experience but I loved it and I thought it was a step up wow that's, that's high praise a step up but you are right most sequels go the other direction so Chris what about you what, did you recall how you felt about the first one and what did you think about the, the new one I, you know I, I, there's high praise for, this, for, the, for the first one um, and I thought it was really it, it, it moments of uh, how to train your dragon were absolutely thrilling and amazing. And I loved what they had done uh, in that first one, especially for it being a non Pixar film at the time. It was kind of like um, super surprising at the quality yeah. uh, of that first film. My, the thing that I still remember and visit quite frequently more than anything else about the movie is actually the music. The soundtrack, the, the score, score on yeah. this movie is, or the first one, is absolutely spectacular in every way, shape, or form. And I love uh, the main kind of theme that they have. It's it's beautiful. It's it's gorgeous. But I, I like the, you know, the overall kind of like kid finds animal and they create a bond and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So the second one for me, it was a little strange because Toothless, I felt like in this movie, didn't have nearly as big a role. It was mainly just based on Hiccup. And it felt like for me... So anyway, it, the, the second one, I felt like it, it focused a lot more on um, Hiccup and his story. And I, I, I actually quite liked that more. I, I felt like we hadn't really seen this. This felt more like a more mature film to me, uh, a more mature story. And I really, I, I quite dug it a lot. It's, there was a lot of moments in this movie, uh, How to Train Your Dragon 2, that were just as thrilling, if not more so. I mean, there are some great flight sequences, and especially in IMAX, it feels like you're in a, a theme park ride. I mean, it really is amazing what they can do. My favorite sequence, though, technically, was the, there's a flirting scene that happens early on with Hiccup and his his girlfriend, soon to be, I guess, whatever, queen of the um, their little village or whatever. And they're just flirting. And the the way that these characters can emote, just the subtleties in their face and remarkable. mannerisms, it really, I, I was 
completely enchanted. Like I was like, man, this is really amazing. How far we've come from pics. I mean, from like Toy Story to here is, I mean, it's it's heads and tails above, and it's just it's incredible. It really was great. So I actually did. I quite enjoyed How to Train Your Dragon too. I thought it was a more mature story, and uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. It was great. It was a good. It was a good time. Yeah, and my what I really enjoyed about the first How to Train Your Dragon from 2010, and and I own the Blu-ray, and I've probably watched it six or seven times since then, is that... It's that combination of all of those things that you mentioned. It's it's the beautiful score. It's the amazing visuals. It's just the quality from top to bottom. It's the writing that doesn't pander to children. It's actually clever and has stuff on its mind. But I really enjoyed the relationship, Chris. You mentioned that. The relationship between Hiccup and Toothless in the first one I thought was just a beautifully developed arc throughout the story. And so for me, I really, really loved it, which made my expectations for this one Actually, a little lower because I thought there's, I just don't think that they'll be able to, to reach that. But I do have to say that I absolutely love this one as well. I, I mean, this yeah. is the Empire Strikes Back to Star Wars in this world, you know, and I, and I believe, Whoa. That, I believe, and I don't mean that level of quality overall, I'm just saying. <laughs> Right. It, it went to a more mature place and developed those themes yeah. Yeah, to for set sure. up a third film because this is, a, I believe this is a trilogy that they're, that they're working on. And what I loved about this one in, in particular were, I could talk about, of course, the absolutely stunning flight sequences, the, the action set pieces that are, Michael Bay could take a note from the people that did this one on how to construct. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, how to construct an action set. But there, so I could say all that. We could talk about all the, you know, the clever writing, the voice acting, and all that stuff. But what I really, really liked about this is exactly what you said, Chris is the emotive, emotional moments between the characters. And in particular, there is one scene, and when we get to spoilers, we can go into real specifics, but there is a scene in this movie between a, a husband and a wife. Oh, yes. my goodness. So wonderful. Yep. I mean, it's, yep. al- it's transcendent. Like, when I watched it, I was like, I, I was moved almost to tears, and I was like, this is so elegant and beautiful, and this is a cartoon. Are we yeah. yeah. It was so, it's those kinds of moments, and the kind of, it's obvious that the people that are involved in this, are, because it's been four years since the first one, and so they take a lot of time to make these the right way. There's a lot of care and craftsmanship, and I love right. I loved it, I loved it just from, from top to bottom. So for me, I mean, these two films... If if they're going to keep being this quality, I can't wait to see the third one. It was just just a wonderful time at the theater for me. I thought it was great. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I I did get teary in that scene. It was truly incredible for sure. I and I remember thinking several times like during the movie, like if you don't absolutely love every second of this, there's really probably something wrong with you. <laughs> like this is just goodness. It like, is fun, beautiful goodness. It absolutely is. Do you guys have anything else that you want to talk about before we jump into spoilers? I think it's obvious that we're going to going to recommend it. Is that right? Oh yeah, I think I think this is one of those things. I, you know, you mentioned this, Chad, and I think and I think I I mentioned it a little bit too. I'm not sure that this is a kids movie. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously, kids can go see it uh, once they get to a certain age, but I feel like, man, they it really is a more mature film and it's they're scary in spots and they deal with some really kind of like dark themes yeah yeah, yeah. and there, there's real consequences to to violence yeah. and like uh yeah I, it'll definitely be a while before our kids you know see this movie 
But um, but I think it's good. Like I think it's good for for kids to see those types of consequences with violence. Yeah. So would you guys say that um, the person that brought a uh, three year old to see Transformers is probably not doing a good job because they were in my screening? <laughs> well, <laughs> who am I to judge? Apparently, mind. But anyway, please continue, Chris. <laughs> Because it was the, awesome the, when they cried the whole time, too. That was oh great. Oh, my god! But anyway, go ahead. The three-hour wonderful experience that was oh, Transformers hey, Age of Extinction. We'll get movie. there. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. We'll get there. I can't wait to talk about this. Um, no, I, I just, I, I feel like, obviously, you know, this is more in line with an adventure film than it is an animated feature. Like, I almost feel like this, this sure. is one of those movies that needs to be not in the kids' like. Um, animated section it needs to be in the action adventure because it transcends the fact that it's animated do you know what i mean just because it's animated does not mean that it is solely a kid's film does that make sense it does at the same time though i think that and of course you have to be age appropriate but i think there are some yeah i think there are some wonderful lessons in this movie for children no and don't get me wrong i agree that children will enjoy it but i think it's more along the lines of uh, uh, what you would see in a live action film sure that level of maturity rather than it just being well oh, they're, they're just animated characters so because i feel like they they emote so much and there's so much happening and it's so well told that if you're younger i feel like it could be really sure impactful i guess i should say in maybe a bad way but i i, I think it's fantastic and that, that, that's not to slam the movie it's more to really give it a high praise to say this transcends it just being some sort of animated feature. Yep. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. So for me, I say you see this movie in the theater. Yes. Oh, IMAX. If you can it, see it in IMAX, go yeah, do it. It's beautiful. Know, it's, it's, and we're going to talk about Transformers, but you know, Transformers is a movie <laughs> that in its opening weekend is going to crack a hundred million dollars. It's going to, it's well on its way to probably half a billion dollars or more, maybe three quarters of a billion dollars worldwide. Go here, Michael Bay! Yeah, and here is a movie that is the first one made, I think, just under $400 million worldwide, and it looks like this one is going to probably be in that same realm. And this is a movie that needs to be seen in the theaters because it, yes. is, it is spectacular on the big screen. So for me, thumbs up all the way. What about you guys? Absolutely. See it in the theater. See it in IMAX 3D if you can. Okay. All right, so we'll jump into spoilers very quickly, and then we'll move on to Transformers. But for now, let's go into spoilers for How to Train Your Dragon 2. The first rule of Fight Club is, you do not talk about Fight Club. Well, you look nervous. Is it the scars? You want to know how I got them? So for me, this isn't a perfect movie. There was just kind of one thing that bothered me just a little bit that I didn't understand. And so I'm hoping maybe you guys picked up on something that I missed. Um, but when it got to the end and you had the two alphas battling each other, which that battle scene was awesome. Yeah, um, for sure. Wonderful stuff. I didn't quite understand the connection, I guess, between the bad alpha and the, the villain who is, I believe his name is Drago. Why the alpha was kind of his slave. I didn't get that. Did I miss something there? Do you guys recall? I think it was just that he was broken. Like. Was that just what it was? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think there was anything further than that because he was a pretty weak Drogo or whatever that name was. He was a pretty weak character when it came down to it. Like he didn't have any. I mean, right. you know what I mean. Like it's so, kind of, kind of black and white. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think it was more just kind of he had broken him and and he was going to do his will. Yeah, but, I mean, I think it's. I think it comes down to like 
the underlying lesson is like motivation via fear versus motivation via love and like Drago, Drago, what is this? I don't know. Yeah, Drago. The bad guy's motivation was fear and, and the motivation of, of love like won out over that in the end. But I like, I don't know exactly how he created that fear in the alpha. I don't know. I, sure. they, I don't think they explained that very sure. well. Well, in that battle, obviously the, the one thing that happened that I did not expect, you know, Gerard Butler plays, is it Stoic? Uh, yeah. Yep. Who is Hiccup's uh, father. And he is killed in this battle by Toothless, which yeah. I thought was really, really <laughs> took a lot of courage uh, yeah, for, that, for the writers to put that in a film like this. What did you yeah. guys expect that? Did you see that coming? Well, no. I mean, that that's one of those like things you see in a like I said, a more mature moment of like, holy cow! Like how you deal with those? Like you've created immense pain. You're the good guy, right? Quote yeah. unquote. But you've created immense pain. I yeah. I mean, I don't. It it was definitely crazy i i was shocked yeah i, I mean I, it's it's shocking enough to to kill the dad um because you know it's a kid's movie and he's the main character but to have him killed that way was definitely surprising but i like i kind of loved it like like i said i think real consequences and stuff like that is good for kids to see and i think that the you know brief complexities of the relationship of of toothless and hiccup after that like obviously they can't go into like all of it but even just the ways that they touch on those complexities afterwards is sure really good it really is. good and there's definitely room in the third film uh for sure to explore some of those themes emotionally as they obviously would occur in the future i just i i to me it was just a picture perfect example of people that actually care about the story and yeah. not taking the the cheap way out and so to, and and the funeral the viking funeral shooting the arrows all that stuff i'm just a sucker for all of that yeah so that whole That's thing awesome. man it's just so good and so powerful so yeah this this movie was just full of lots of those moments so this movie was as serious and as dark as it was it also was full of fun colorful dragons mm -hmm. and happy relationships with the with the creatures and the side characters you know astrid and snout lout and, and all those <laughs> characters you know, jonah hill and america ferrera and Kristen wig the cast of characters i thought they really opened up the world a little bit more and it made made you really appreciate everybody and appreciate the humor so for me it's just it's just a great a great all-around movie and i and i already talked about the dancing but that was really the main thing that i wanted to to highlight for me because it's just that's what filmmaking is all about. I'm like, I want to make moments like that. You know, yes. It's so, so wonderful. So uh, anything else you guys want to talk about before we go to Transformers? No, I mean, I, I don't think there's too much more to say other than it's a thrilling, well-told story. Yep. Agreed. Can't wait to see the next one. Support this movie so we'll get one. So with that, let's move to Transformers. More than meets the love. All right, Chris. Wow. There's nobody that can do this one but you, buddy. Yes! Let's do it! After years of being made fun of for liking the Transformers franchise by wonderful director Michael Bay, we finally get to review one of the Transformers films here on the Screeners Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Transformers, Age of Extinction. Dad, we can't keep spending money on junk. I can break it down strip for parts. This stuff is what's gonna put you through college. Something in here needs to make this family some money. Come on, you old wreck. Judgment day. 
don't think it's a truck at all. I think we just found a transformer. A new era has begun. The age of the Transformers is over. So here we are. Get to talk about this movie. I cannot wait to hear what you guys think about it. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off my thoughts until I hear what you guys have to say. Hey, Chris, and then I'm gonna correct you. For the people at home, could you read the IMDB description to help me clarify a little bit on what the plot was? Refresh my memory. <laughs> Giant robots. Okay. <laughs> this doesn't why. Okay, here it is. An automobile mechanic and his daughter make a discovery that brings down the Autobots and a paranoid government official on them. That doesn't even make any that sense. Makes no sense at all. That's the IMD description. That's the guy who went to go see this movie and still is confused as to what he saw. All right. So, Melody, why don't you start with what your thoughts were on Transformers Age of Extinction? Well, I have so many thoughts. I'm just not <laughs> really? even sure where to start. And they're all good, right? Because you love this movie well, so much. Well, here's what I have to say. Okay. And this is very truthful okay. to the both of you. I've seen every Transformers movie yes. that has come out. Yes. And I loved Transformers as a kid. I watched it all the time. Okay. This movie yes. is the first Transformers movie <gasps> yes. that I have stayed awake yes. the entire film long. Fantastic. I mean, I stayed awake. I was awake. Because it was impossible to sleep inside because it was so loud. (laughs) And that's where my positivity probably stopped. But um, that's saying something. No, I have a couple positive moments about the film, which we can get into. Oh, my God. Um, Like, okay, it's a Transformers movie. It was what it was, which was terrible. But (laughs) also mildly entertaining for the first half. Okay. And then by the second half, I'm checking my watch like every five minutes. Are you serious? Wondering when it is going to be. You found the first half more entertaining than the last half? Okay. Like the last 45 minutes, I just wanted it to be over. I just wanted it to be over so much. And I was. Well, that'll be a spoiler, but when we get to spoilers, I talk more about why I wanted it to be over and why I was confused how it could ever possibly be over. But obviously, there are many parts of the plot that make no sense, but I I really don't care. Like, I don't feel like it's worth anyone's (laughs) time to possibly pick at them too much. I do think, okay, one more positive, one more positive. Yeah. I feel like the action in this film was easier to follow than the previous Transformers films. Really? I could m- follow more what was happening, what robot was doing what to the other. I think that's because uh, asleep in the early <laughs> Well, that's true, probably. <laughs> I feel like there was a mild improvement in the ability to follow the action. Okay. Wow. A mild improvement in the ability to follow the action. <laughs> this is a high praise, folks. <laughs> This is the highest praise I've been able to give a Transformers film. So, you know, I I have more to say, but let's hear what Chad let's hear what Chad thought about it. I actually quite enjoyed the very first Transformers movie. I thought this this is not bad. The special effects were visual effects, excuse me, were great. The story was silly, but it was fun. It was entertaining. I enjoyed the first one. The second one is possibly in the five worst films in the history of cinema. <laughs> um, 
and then the third one was a, was a little better. And so for this one, honestly, I got I had expectations because Michael Bay and whoever puts hit together his trailers know how to do it. It is undeniable that Michael Bay has a visual style that is quite striking and is <laughs> take it or leave it it is it is at least unique and that's on full display here this is this is Spinal Tap. This is Michael Bay to Eleven. The whole movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. That being said, I freaking hated this movie. <laughs> with every ounce, I mean, I really with every ounce of what? hatred. Why? So I, what? What? What was there why? here to hate? Oh, yeah, Chris, you're just being stupid. <laughs> so here's so this movie. First of all, when Melody said the first half and the second half, the first half was six months long. This movie is so mind-numbingly long that I wanted to die. I wanted to die in the theater. I really was like, I will decay in this seat and die. Now, I will say this. I had hopes. Mark Wahlberg, I like Mark Wahlberg. So maybe that's it. Stanley Tucci, okay, so let me say this. Uh, Yes. Let's get down to it. I actually like Stanley Tucci's character. It was silly. It was funny. It, it was one, perfectly. It was, it I was, agree. It, was, it had many moments of comic relief that were desperately needed among yep. the cacophony of endless mm. monsters and screaming metal beating against each other for an hour. The last action piece is an hour long, guys. It's an hour. I know. And after about 10 minutes, my mind was just begging. It was just begging for anything to make sense. So ultimately, there's no tension in this movie. You're not ever scared. There's no, it's a cartoon, but it's not a cartoon in the good way. It's oh my just, gosh. it's not, it's, it's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> I wanted it not to be bad. You know, the story, the plot, the framework of the plot is absurd. And, and that's okay. It's just there to frame the action pieces. But the action, it's very much like Superman, like Man of Steel, like after a point at the end, you can only take so much and you just have to surrender. There were white flags in my theater. We were all giving up. So, yeah. you know, without going into spoilers, which you can't. And let me say this, too. It is so bad. The, the product placement in this movie pissed oh, me off. Oh, my word. So bad. The Victoria's Secret shot of the tray of the truck for like literally 30 seconds. The Budweiser spilling, and then he cracks it open and drinks it, you know, before he does it. Yeah. It's just so ridiculous. The China, when they're in China, was this like a joint production in China, you know, where they work together? Because it had product placement in China. And it was, anyway. Yeah, it was a big thing for China. So, it was so bad. And I went in with an open mind. I wanted to love it. But unfortunately, really, I, you wanted to love it, Chad. I, listen, really, that's what you wanted. That's nothing, nothing would make me happier than to come <laughs> on this podcast and be like, Chris Farrell, we are hot. We are doing a cyber high five because I freaking love the Transformers. Because <laughs> I love oh. movies. I want to love movies. But this was so bad. And let me say this. The first like 15, 20 minutes, I was like, OK, OK. Right? All right. Oh, we're, my gosh. We're going somewhere. And then it was just it was awful. So, Chris, go ahead yes. and embarrass yourself. <laughs> All right, now let me just say this. I understand and I know that the Transformer films are stupid. They are dumb. They're bad movies, okay? That being said, I love these movies. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, 
God. No. There's nothing wrong with no. these movies. Now listen Wait to me. No, listen listen to me. Did you just let say me. there was nothing wrong with these movies? No, no there, there's a lot wrong. Let, 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 me, let me back up and let me just talk. Here, here's, here's where I'm coming from. We knew what we were getting into, right? Like, we've had three films now. This is the fourth one. And we knew exactly what we were getting. Let's not, let's not kind of joke ourselves. We knew there's not going to be any plot. It's going to be bad acting. There's going to be horrible part product placement. It's going to be a commercial, you know, it's all about the money and just kind of having big action set pe- uh, pieces and explosions. I don't, I don't think this is any worse than oh, 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 oh. the second one. I don't think it's, it's any worse. worse than the th- no, it is not. It's worse. No, it is not. I don't think it's worse than the second no, one, uh-uh. but it's pretty bad. Uh, here, here's the deal. You have in the trailer, before you walk into this movie, you know there is going to be Optimus Prime riding a Tyrannosaurus Rex, a mechanical Tyrannosaurus Rex, holding a sword. Okay. Right. Now, if you walk into the theater, he's called a Dinobot. If you expect anything even remotely resembling a, a normal plot or I mean, come on! You know what you're getting. It's ridiculous for people to be like, "Oh, no, I can't not. believe how terrible this is." No, it's not. It is not. It's not there. Here's the problem I had: the action I loved. I enjoyed. I enjoyed all of it. All that stuff. I I could watch it for days. I know you get oh fatigued, but I enjoy oh all God. that stuff. Here's the problem. Now, hang on. But there are some moments in this movie that really bothered me. Like, really bothered me. And. I am horrified that I saw in such a movie. And that is like justification for statutory rape. Um, oh my word. That's what bothers that. you? <laughs> it oh, did. Oh, come on. That was the most ridiculous thing I've it ever did. seen. It did. Because let me say this I'm the father of two young girls, right? And so, what the, Mark Wahlberg, who's supposed to be the, the main character in this movie, his only like. You know, his only thing that he talks about outside of the fact that he's found a transformer is trying to protect his daughter, right? I mean, that's basically what he's doing the entire movie is protecting his daughter um, to like absurdly comical levels at some point. You know, it's, it's the it's the dad being like, "No, stay away from my daughter," you know, all that kind of stuff. But like that moment when hey, the, that's a spoiler. That kind of stuff bothered me. The fact that you know the the main character is seventeen years old and they overly sexualize her. So like. I don't know. I just had a real problem with that. For me, that was that was very disturbing. <laughs> like I was, like I don't know why we're yeah. even doing this right now. This seems so wrong on many many levels. And there were other things. For me, I think you nailed it on the head, Chad. I would have watched a movie just with Stanley Tucci's character. In fact, I wish they would have. I'm not a huge fan of Mark Wahlberg, to be honest with you. So like I could have like left him out and just followed Stanley Tucci throughout the entire time. His his character and the way he played it was perfectly perfectly fit into this world where there's, you know, Dinobots and Autobots and Decepticons. That was the right way to yeah. play this stuff. But the the realistic dad stuff don't I buy, like. I just don't buy that because there because there is a Transformer named Optimus Prime riding a Dinobot that it can't be good. I mean, if I were to come into you and say, okay, no, we're, we're going to have a team-up movie with the Incredible Hulk and Captain America and Iron Man, you would be okay, like, but, that's absurd. But, and there's going to no. be giant space-sucking worms that are going to fly out of the sky and try to you know, devour the world. Okay, you would but, be like, that's going to be terrible. But that movie was great. But Chad, These movies Chad, can be great. They, they can I understand be. that. And but that that is a different. I'm sorry. That is a different 
animal that they're trying to do something different. That is that they're trying to be serious. Make a good movie. Yeah, and, you know, they're trying to make a good movie. I understand that, Chris, but this there is a, there is a place for stupid fun, like things that you have guilty pleasures for, right? You 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 like this Grey's Anatomy, not a Chad. Pleasure. This uh, is a torture movie because you don't like it because you don't like. I like action. Chris is mad. The Avengers is a guilty pleasure. It's a silly it comic book movie. It is not. No, it's, <laughs> it's wonderful. It's a silly comic book movie with the Incredible Hulk beating up the God of Thunder. Of course, <laughs> it's a guilty pleasure. This is a sledgehammer to the forehead for three hours. Amen. For three hours. Chris, yeah. well, I, I, was there I agree. one thing in there that was thrilling? Seriously. Where you were Dude. thrilled. Now, you could be in awe of the virtuosity of the visual effects from time to time, and the sheer amplitude in the theater could overwhelm you. But was there ever a yeah. time where you were like viscerally thrilled by the action or the pacing, honestly? No. No. Uh -huh. <laughs> no, uh -huh. really. no I, I am trying my hardest, guys, to be as devil's advocate as I possibly can with this movie. But no, I, I do agree with you. At some point, it becomes like mind-numbing. Um, but I still, I, I still do feel like that this movie is being hated on even before it came out. And I, I feel like people just walk in and say, oh, it's more of the same. And about halfway through it, they decide, well, no, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. I, I Th don't know. That's why I made $200 no, million in its know. opening weekend. I don't know if, if, no, I'm saying critics. I just don't know if that's necessarily the case. I don't think it's, I don't think it's, I think it's a bad movie, but I don't think it is, it, it doesn't know that it's a bad movie. So he, Do you know so, what I mean? So, you know, all all joking aside, because we love to make fun of you because you like these movies, Chris. Yes. I love movies. I really do love movies. I, I don't care what it is. I want to go in and love everything. So I didn't go into this movie thinking, here we go again. Like I said, the trailer for this movie I thought was awesome. And I, we yeah. even yeah. talked about that in a couple of uh, episodes earlier, how fantastic this trailer was so i was thinking you know shia labeouf's out of here you know megan fox is out of here we got a new new cast of characters and we're just coming off of pain and gain which i really hated that movie too yeah. but that was for a different reason he actually showed some some chops as a filmmaker you know this is a guy that's made the rock in armageddon and so maybe it was returned to form my hatred of this movie has nothing to do with the fact that it's because I wanted to hate it or because I thought, here we go again. It's because this movie is just horrible. It's not, it's not funny enough. It's not exciting enough. It's not anything enough. It's, and it's just so long. Like if, and that, that just compounded it for me. So about two hours into it, I just kept getting more and more angry. Just because Amen. it was not, because it Melody wasn't, it was just like, the, come on guys, give me a break. But anyway, so <laughs> it is what it is. I, Michael Bay, it's going to make a trillion dollars and he's certainly talented from a cinematography standpoint, but the man at this point in his career, I believe has just sold his soul to the God of commercialism and it's just whatever we need to do and whatever we need to put on the screen, I'll find a way to put it in there. And there's just no, there's no joy in this movie. And a movie yep. about Transformers on Dinobots with swords ought to be right? joyous. But there's just no joy. For me, anyway. All right. Well, let's move to spoilers so we can be done with Transformer talk for a couple years at least. There's so many places it would never occur to a hawk to hide. 
However, the reason the Führer's brought me off my Alps in Austria and placed me in French cow country today is because it does occur to me. Because I'm aware what tremendous feats human beings are capable of once they abandon dignity. In the dream, I knew that he was going on ahead. He's fixing to make a fire somewhere out there in all that dark and all that cold. And I knew that whenever I got there, he'd be there. And then I woke up. Uh, there is a link between How to Train Your Dragon 2 and Transformers. Did you know that? The actor T.J. Miller, he is also on um, the uh, HBO series Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley. Have you seen that, Chad? I haven't, but it's on my to-watch list. I, I really am looking forward to it. You should watch I that. Love my that judge. series is amazing. Yes, it's awesome. So he was in both of those. And actually, he was my other favorite character in this movie. Uh, that's the, the their friend at the beginning that gets, well, since we're in spoilers now, that gets blown away like, 30 minutes into the movie, and, yeah, I, and I, like I cried that. a tear. I like that. I was like, okay, cool, there's actually stakes here, and then not. <laughs> and then right. not. He had a couple funny moments. He did. Before he I turned agree. to Ash or whatever. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, the setup for this before Optimus Prime came out, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you, you know. Yep. And cool. then the punishment began. Right. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if we need to get too far into spoilers here. I mean, you know, there's not too much to spoil other than like there's <laughs> it's three hours long and there's a lot of going of, of nonsensical plots. Well, this is why I was getting so angry, like literally angry at this movie is because I'm waiting for Optimus Prime to come out riding the Dinobot and it's two and a half hours in and we haven't even seen any Dinobots. And I'm thinking to myself, when... It, is this going to be over? Like, how long is it going to take them to get the Dinobots and get them back in here to finish this movie? Where are the Dinobots? That's yeah, all but I could because ask we myself. had to spend thirty minutes doing the Peggle game with the two guys <laughs> bouncing down the freaking side of the yeah. wall. So yes. what is this? Who greenlit this sequence? <laughs> who thought this was a good idea? If anyway, whatever. I, I, I we've hated on it enough for, for me. Yeah. I just you know. It's, it's Stanley awful. Tucci was great. Stanley was Tucci great. was funny. The whole thing, yeah, the whole relationship with his assistant or whatever was was cute. Yep. That was good. Which the was, elevator it, scene with him, like I actually great. giggled out loud a little bit. He was very funny. I agree. No, and he and he. I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about how he is the only, and I agree with this character that has an arc who actually goes anywhere, who is a yeah. different person from with the beginning of the movie until the end of the movie. Nobody else does. None of the Dinobots. None of the nobody. Yeah. It's everybody stays the same except for Stanley Tucci's that's, character. That's true. And let me say this too, though. I will give the man. I'll give Michael Bay some kudos. This movie is visually breathtaking. It really sure. is. It really, really is. But it goes to show you that if you don't have some story and some sort of connective tissue to get people to buy into the characters and to buy into you can make a billion dollars. Then you can. That's right. Then you can still make a billion dollars. <laughs> Sorry, nineteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's true. What's wrong with it you, America? Matter. What's wrong with you? That's not just America, dude. What's that wrong is with the you, world. China and the world? Right. Well, we're gonna get more crap like this. That's for sure. That's right. So Chris is happy. And, I am. I'm and, excited. And to pro I'm not going on a hunger strike. I'm just never going to watch Hannibal. I'm going on a Hannibal strike. Oh no! What do I have to do? I can. I. I will happily disown my Transformers if you watch Hannibal. <laughs>
I don't All like right. my Transformers that much. All right, so I guess we'll go around and say, I, I say don't see this movie ever. I think Melody's the same way, and Chris, it says what? Uh, I say if you like explosions, go see this movie in the theater and you will enjoy yourself. Are you serious? That I is completely inaccurate. I love explosions. <laughs> I hate this movie. What is wrong with you? I, I, Chris, I was I convinced like before we recorded this movie that you were going to act like you hated it. I mean, act like you liked it, and then you were going to flip the switch in the middle and be like, guys, this was terrible. But you, in no. fact, did not do that. You, in fact, no. liked this movie. I am not sure we you can know, be friends any longer. No, let, let me be honest with you. <laughs> I actually struggled with it because while I was watching it, I was thinking to myself, like, do I like this movie or do I not like this movie? And I went online and I started looking at, after I had seen the movie, I started looking at like you know people like slamming it for what it was. I felt like so like man, this movie's just not getting enough. They were picking on Michael Bay, your boy. They are. They are. They're picking on him. <laughs> He's such a nice guy. <laughs> um, no, and then I, I I don't know. I read an article. They're talking about how like no, you know what? If you like something, you should like it. And I was like, you know, I think I think that's right. I think for me, I know this movie is terrible. This movie is not good. I, I agree with you on that principle. It is there is no doubt. It is horribly acted. There is it is just mind numbing. It is crazy. But for something, some the the little. 12 year old you know little boy who just loves like to just sit down and just be like completely swept away in this crazy world for just a little while and it be nonsensical and crazy i, I liked it i and don't that, know and I, that is I like why it that. just blows my mind because you have and i hate to bring it up again but the 12 year old you should love enough. pacific rim <laughs> Thank you, you love it, right? Pacific and Rim. So that right. movie Pacific is exciting Rim. and fun and wonderful, and this movie is not. Let me just say this I just much. Don't get it. I don't get age, it. Age <laughs> of Extinction is ten times better oh, than Pacific Rim. No. Age of Extinction is not ten times better than anything. Ever. But. <laughs> just... <laughs> okay, folks, the screeners are going to dissolve the podcast <laughs> after this evening. I, no, I think every, I, th- I hope everybody's understanding here. The critic in me knows this is a terrible movie. If you don't, if you know, if you've seen the first three movies and you know you're not going to like trans, you don't like Transformers. This will not change your mind. However, if you enjoyed yourself in any way, shape, or form in those three films, you're going to find something to enjoy here. That's all I'm saying. I, I don't think this is any way worse. I don't think it's any way better. I think it is more of the same. A lot more of the same, but still more of the same. So that's where I'm at. I agree. There are at least eight or nine minutes worth of enjoyment out of this three hours. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's about it. You're listening to The Screeners Podcast. All right, guys. Thanks so much for joining us on The Screeners Podcast. I really enjoyed being able to talk about Transformers this week. Uh, But we'd like to hear your reaction to how wrong Chris is. Um, or maybe Send how long chat is. Send them in. <laughs> Do that. Send us uh, screenerscast at gmail.com. Yes, go to screenerspodcast.com. Leave us a comment. Head over to iTunes. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a comment there and review would be appreciated. Just get in touch with us. Let us know what you think. Uh, maybe what we're missing this summer. I know there's a lot of new television and movies coming out. We're not going to be able to cover them all, but we'd love to have a conversation with you online about it. Have a wonderful couple of weeks, and we'll talk to you guys soon. And that's a wrap. You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to screenerspodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time. <laughs>